Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of Linklater's Asia Bite Size Antitrust. I'm Marcus Pollard and today I am delighted to be joined by Sankun Shin from Baekim and Lee. In this episode, we will aim to give you some of the key antitrust updates from South Korea. The amendments to the Monopoly Regulation and Fair Trade Act in South Korea came into effect late last year and there's been significant changes to the antitrust regime in the country. A new chairperson of the KFTC has also been recently appointed. Now, it seems to us like an exciting year for South Korea antitrust law. Sangoon, can you give us more flavor on what are the key changes and its likely impact? Thanks for the introduction, Marcus. Indeed, it has been an eventful year so far. Before we zoom into the various changes brought by the amendments to the Act, I think it is worth to first mention to our audience a bit of background of the new chairperson. The new chair, Professor Han Gi-jung, was appointed by the Yoon Suk-yeol administration. He has an academic background as a law professor at the Seoul National University and has served on numerous government panels. Originally, his main field is insurance law, not the antitrust law. Thus, Korean antitrust community is closely watching in what direction he will be leading the KFTC during his three-year term. Well, that's very interesting. And we understand that the, the UN administration focuses a lot more on deregulation as compared to the previous administration, where there seemed to be a more active regulatory role by, uh, by the government across numerous industries. Uh, with the new leadership in place, do you anticipate there to be a shift in competition policy in South Korea? Well, Professor Han will likely pursue antitrust policies in line with the UN administration for deregulation. As some of you may know, digital platforms have been on the radar of the KFTC in recent years. As the UN's administration has been more inclined to have industry self-regulation, we anticipated that the new chair will likely seek to address competition concerns arising from digital platforms through voluntary self-corrective measures or dispute resolution mechanism. However, this may not be the case anymore as a result of the stoppage of various services of Kakao, which is one of the top two mobile platform service providers due to a fire at its data center a few weeks ago. After the incident, there are strong voices raising concerns about the monopoly power of leading platform service providers and advocating statutory regulation on them. It is, however, important to, to note that for traditional antitrust infringements, such as cartels and resale price maintenance, we expect that the KFTC will continue to have strict and vigorous enforcement. You mentioned their competition concerns relating to digital platforms, and this is very much in line with what we have been discussing in other jurisdictions. We have seen some common themes emerging across the region in antitrust enforcement. For example, we understand that big tech is being investigated or certain big tech players are being investigated uh, for allegedly forcing software developers to use their in-app payment systems in South Korea. And we know that similar competition concerns have been raised in, in the European Union and in other jurisdictions in Asia. Well, this is a good observation. In South Korea, we also went one step further and legislation was passed by the National Assembly last year to prohibit app store operators from forcing developers to use their own in-app payments. I think we are right to point out that there are generally common themes, though 
um, there are also unique features in South Korea. In particular, the Korea Fair Trade Act also prohibits unfair trade practices, and therefore, there have been a range of cases concerning digital platforms arising from unfair terms and conditions imposed on small merchants. For example, just in August this year, seven South Korean e-commerce platforms voluntarily amended their terms and conditions with merchants after the KFTC launched an investigation into the platform's various problematic conducts. Sang-yu, I, I think that's, that's very interesting. And I understand that the KFTC is in the mid, middle of finalizing draft guidelines, particularly focused on uh, abuse of dominance by digital platforms. When are we expecting those guidelines to be finalized? I think the guidelines will likely be finalized end of this year and will provide guidance on the KFTC's investigations into digital platforms. For example, the criteria used for determining the relevant market and assessment of market power. As we would expect, factors outside revenue play a key role in determining market power of digital platforms, such as the ability of the platform to collect and use data and the number of users. The guidelines will also provide examples of anti-competitive and unfair practices by digital platforms, which may include most favored nations, self-preferencing, and time. Apart from abuse of dominance issues, uh, we understand that the amendments to the Fair Trade Act uh, also introduce various changes to cartel law. Is that right? That's right. One interesting and probably most important point is that the amended act now explicitly sets out that information exchange between competitors on its own can be regarded as a form of cartel, which revokes contrary Supreme Court decisions by legislation. This further aligns the Korean antitrust regime with international practices. Speaking about alignment to international practices, the amended act also repealed the criminal liability for certain types of anti-competitive conducts, which are generally not regarded as criminal conduct in other jurisdictions. For example, anti-competitive measures, vertical restrictions such as resale price maintenance and unfair discrimination or exclusionary conducts are no longer criminal offense under the new Korean antitrust regime. But does that mean that the authority is moving towards a more lenient stance in its enforcement against non-cartel conduct? Well, not necessarily. While these non-cartel conducts used to give rise to criminal liability under the law, but in practice, the authority has brought criminal actions mainly in respect of cartel and unfair intra-group support conducts. The removal of criminal liability on these other non-cartel activities, therefore, does not seem to have a practical impact on the enforcement. It's important to also note that under the amended act, there is a substantial increase in the level of a maximum administrative fine that can be imposed by the authority. The maximum penalty rate for cartel conduct is increased from 10% to 20% of the turnover of the relevant product, while the maximum penalty rate for abusive market-dominant position is increased from 3% to 6% of the turnover of the relevant product. Well, that definitely seems that the amended act is aiming at uh, uh, introducing a stronger deterrent impact on antitrust infringements. Mm -hmm. um, I understand that a new feature is also introduced under the act, 
which allows parties which are harmed by unfair trade practices to directly seek injunctive relief from the court, even if the KFTC is not actually investigated or, or completed uh, an investigation. You pointed out a very important development in private antitrust enforcement in Korea. While the damages action has significantly increased these days, it has limitations in that it is mostly brought as a follow-on action only after the KFTC's investigation is over. Now, with the introduction of the injunctive relief, sufferers from unfair trade practices will have one more venue, which is the court, to fight in addition to the KFTC. The new injunctive relief tool has already been used in practice. Just in October this year, the Korean Publishers Association filed a lawsuit to seek an injunctive relief against Google for its alleged anti-competitive conduct in the app marketplace and sought uh, compensation for damages as well. We would definitely expect to see more private damages actions in the future as well. And moving on to one of our favorite topics, merger control. Sangyun, I understand that the amendments to the, the Act also introduce a new size of transaction merger threshold, which mainly targets or aims to target killer acquisitions involving uh, startup companies. Yes, merger filing in South Korea is potentially required even where merging parties do not satisfy the asset or turnover threshold now. The new criteria under the new test are, first, the transaction value is at least 600 billion Korean won, and the target has substantial level of activities in South Korea. There are two factors to determine whether substantial level of activities First, being whether the target sell or provide products or services in the Korean market to at least 1 million users on a monthly basis, or whether the target has an annual budget of 30 billion Korean won related to operating R&D facilities or using R&D personnel in Korea. As you can see from the criteria, it certainly targets killer acquisition of foreign startups, which currently do not generate sufficient monetary turnover in Korea. Given this, so far we do not see many such merger cases being reported to the KFTC. But this new criteria itself is certainly something to remember in determining whether a particular merger case should be notified to Korea. And I understand the KFTC is also currently revising its merger guidelines particularly targeting a more in-depth review of M&A activities involving tech giants. It seems that we are going to see a deeper scrutiny by the KFTC moving forward. Well, yes, this is in line with the recent demand for tougher regulation on leading digital platform service providers. Traditional merger review guidelines have limitations on catching potential anti-competitive effects by digital platforms' expansion of business area based on the lock-in effect and network effect. Thank you, Sangoon, for your time today and for sharing these interesting insights with us. If you do have any questions about South Korea competition law, Sangoon and myself will be more than happy to discuss further. So please do feel free to reach out to us. Thanks for listening and goodbye.